Leslie's is bringing back Pro Days. Leslie's Pro customers can take advantage of chemical early buys, liquid subscription services in selected markets, and the newly launched Relager Rewards program. Ask your local store or salesperson to learn more. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of this podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Best of the Pool Guy podcast show. And in this episode, I continue my conversation with Rudy Stinkowicz, and we talk more about algae, ways to prevent it, identify it. And again, as I mentioned in the last episode, algae is a big problem out there in the industry. The more knowledge you have, the more ways you can control it and prevent it, the easier your pool route's going to be. And I think you're going to get a lot of information, good information out of this podcast that I recorded with Rudy Stankiewicz back in April 2021. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And if you're looking for part one of this, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. And you'll see that episode appear right at the top. And you can also listen to close to 1,300 podcast episodes from that same link. You're sure to find something to listen to there. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week and God bless. Pools in my area, it's not uncommon to find a pool with a cyanuric acid level of 150 parts per million or higher. I mean, I think once it gets over 100, it's really hard to gauge exactly what is that. You have to be successful at doing a dilution test. You'd have yeah. to actually uh, do a 50-50 split with pool water. And then you can actually, for that, use tap water because there's not generally cyanuric acid in tap water. And then take your reading and double it if you're able to get a reading at that time. But uh, it's not something that everybody's good at doing a dilution test. A high cyanuric acid at level can be problematic. One of the biggest areas that it is problematic is in water balance, like we spoke of, in that saturation index, because a lot of times folks don't take the cyanuric acid level into account when they're calculating what the saturation index is to determine whether or not the water is balanced. So we know that total alkalinity is the measurement of carbonates, bicarbonates, hydroxides, and cyanurates. So cyanuric acid is in there as well. But we don't want to use the cyanuric acid portion when we calculate water balance. We only want the carbonate alkalinity, which is the hydroxides, carbonates, and bicarbonates. So we actually have to remove the contribution of cyanuric acid from our total alkalinity to get the number we want. And the way we do that is we split the cyanuric acid level into thirds, and we take one-third from the total alkalinity. But when you start talking about high cyanuric acid levels, if we don't take that out, that could be a huge difference between being in balance and being extremely corrosive because the total alkalinity would drop substantially to the carbonate alkalinity, which is the number we really want. You with me on that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then also it makes, you know, I wouldn't say we talked about chlorine locking in a different podcast, but it makes it harder when the cyanuric acid level is really high for the chlorine to be effective against algae, it right? It slows down the effectiveness a lot. 
It definitely does. It, mm-hmm. it um, you know, you can maintain the effectiveness of your chlorine with a high cyanuric acid level by having a higher level of chlorine in the water. But we need to make sure that we do that. As, I mean, if one goes up, the other has to go up. That's mm-hmm. how that works. You can't just have the cyanuric acid level go up and maintain that same low level of chlorine that you've been using because then it's not going to be as effective as it was because cyanuric acid, it does slow down how chlorine works. And in the book, you know, we're going to touch on this in separate podcasts, but you talk about the different types of algae, green algae, mustard algae, white water mold, probably not an algae, right? Um, Pink algae and black algae. And we're going to pack these in in separate episodes. But um, just for the people listening right now, can you give us some things like some examples like, uh, for instance, in the book, you mentioned that the green algae is the most common, most easy to treat. How do I identify mustard algae? Things like that. Just some quick takeaways right there. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give away all my secrets because I do want people to buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to make sure that <laughs> so we have to make sure that there's stuff in there uh, that we don't chat about. But a green algae is the easiest to treat. It's also the easiest to recognize. If you walk up on a pool and it's green and the water is hazy, murky, uh, along those lines, we know that we have a green algae problem. And usually an elevated chlorine level is all we need if we're catching it at the beginning stages of turning green. Now, if you have something like a foreclosed pool, which, you know, we also deal with from time to time where you need to do a green clean. And at those, I kind of, I call it swamp vomit green because it is totally a different type of green than you get from your regular pools. Then an elevated chlorine level is not going to be enough. That's the easy thing to look at. Uh, And then what, one of the things just in doing this, at all that I would like to do is I would like to stop calling these an algae problem. I would like to stop looking at these as an algae problem. Instead, I would rather look at them like they're a symptom because that's how we really keep it out, right? So if we have algae in the pool, I wanna know why we have algae in the pool. Yes, I can kill the algae, but if I don't figure out why it's there, I'm probably gonna have to combat that algae again or add something along the lines of a preventative where I could have maybe easily done something else to keep it out. So I would like to, I mean, you almost have to be a little bit of a detective and put your detective hat on and think outside the pool and find what could be the issue. I mean, a lot of times it could be something that the homeowner is doing. Um, So we, we look for those things as well. Mustard algae, sometimes there, you know, there's, thousands and thousands of different types of diatoms. That's what mustard algae is. It's a diatom. That's the, uh, the family, that the class that it's in. It's, it's diatoms. And even, um, so if you think about it, the diatomaceous earth that we use, what that is is prehistoric mustard algae. So mustard algae, the diatoms, they have this cell wall that's made of silicate. They actually call it water glass. And that's what has managed to be preserved. It's not fossilized because nothing's actually gone through a change, but this cell wall, the shell has been preserved through time. And in the desert areas, they're actually farming this. And that's where we get our diatomaceous earth from. Uh, But going back to mustard algae, you can have really tenacious strains where it adheres to the walls and it's near impossible to brush away. Or you can have the type that just sets on the floor like dust where you brush it and it goes up into a cloud and you don't see it again for two days. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you were referring to with the brush test. 
we yeah. speak of, because a lot of it can look like sand on the floor of the pool. So if you're not sure if it's sand or if it's mustard algae, just tap it lightly with a brush. If it dusts up and doesn't resettle out, then it was likely mustard algae. If you push it along and it settles back out right away, then it was most likely sand. And I think that's a good point for the listener that the algae problem is just a, a symptom of what's going on around the pool. I think if people are having black algae issues, for sure they got to buy this book because you spent a lot of time on black algae in here. And it's I a did. plague. It, uh, we use the term plague, and the black algae is definitely a plague in California. It's been called a lot of things. It's a plague. It has roots. They've said, you know, some people call it pool herpes. If you have to edit that out, that's fine. Because if you get rid of it, it always comes back. But I think it comes down to one. I mean, it, it comes down to really one or two different scenarios and how it gets established. I'm going to leave that in the book. So you're going to have yeah. to look that one up. Exactly. But I done a lot with black algae back in 2018 when I first started this project of writing about algae not only did I notice there wasn't a book on algae available there also wasn't any scientific information on black algae available I mean none in as far as research goes on swimming pool black algae and I had a lot of folks helping me look a lot of scientists and it was really challenging and, and we really didn't come up with anything so I did decided that, you know, how hard can this be? Mm -hmm. I'll do it myself, do the research. So I got some vials and I reached out to some of my students, some of my peers and asked if anybody had a pool with black algae. Luckily, one popped up in the town that I live in, makes it nice and easy. Mm -hmm. And I went over there and I collected samples. I added Lugol solution, which is an iodine solution to preserve it. And then I brought that over to the phycology department at the university here. And we put that underneath the microscope. And what we found in my black algae was that there was no, no algae in my black algae. So that was the first thing. Yeah. What we actually found was uh, three different uh, genus of cyanobacteria. So what this actually was, this black algae that we look at, it's not an algae. What it actually is, it's a cyanobacterial biofilm. It's a biofilm with the main constituents being cyanobacteria. And of course, that slime that they produce, that being the biofilm itself, where other things can indeed take harbor. But uh, that, that was pretty interesting. And I went on throughout that whole summer running different experiments. And, and, and you know this, we found uh, pools from all across the southeast taking samples, having them analyzed, checking for toxicity. Um, we found some that were nitrogen fixing, which is super interesting because they can actually take atmospheric nitrogen from the air um, and convert it into something that they can use. And then basically dumping ammonia, you get, you get the whole nitrogen cycle going on in the swimming pool and we've identified part of it. It was really kind of an interesting project. Yeah, I definitely recommend <laughs> they get the book to read about that because I found that fascinating um, because we deal with the black algae here. No one's ever written about it in that aspect that you did in the book. Um, so, I, you know, I appreciate the time you took on that black algae thing because it's one of the biggest problems in, in Southern California and pools. Um, and you also, you know, you mentioned the classes you teach, CPO, and you have an algae prevention and er eradication special certification. I call it APSEC. <laughs> you can you can use I mean, that you know, if you want. I want ape sec. 
but we'll, we're going to let that not catch on. And <laughs> but it is it's an algae prevention and eradication specialist certification. I know it's long, but I wanted to call it what it is, and I wanted um, to set it up so that it could be a useful tool for the folks that go through the class. So there's the book. That's the first part of it. There's going to there's a video tutorial. And then there's going to be an online test that follows that. And upon successful completion of the test, you get a passing grade, then you will get a certificate a certificate from my company, Aquatic Facility Training and Consultants, signed by me, a certificate that you are now a certified algae prevention and eradication specialist. So not only do you gain the knowledge from the book and have that as a tool, you get, um, it looks like it's gonna be about a five hour online course with me you get the knowledge from that because there are things in the video that are not in the book and there are things in the book that are not in the video so i would definitely grab both components and then what you end up with is a frameable certificate and i also send you a high resolution logo i don't know what you have over there or how well you can see it here but it's up in the corner of the book you can post a larger one but you'll get a copy of that that you're able to use in your advertising, on your business card, on your website, on your social media, um, put it on your vehicle, I, you know, whatever you want to do with it. And that, I think, will help to give folks, a lot of folks, a marketable point of difference. And that's huge if you're trying to acquire clientele, because you want to give the customer reasons to choose you, reasons they want, when they're looking at your website, what they're thinking to themselves is, help me decide to hire you. And they're looking for these point of difference things. So they don't want to hear that you brush because we hope everybody brushes. They don't want to hear that you skim. That's swimming pool service. That should be included anyway. I don't want to know that you know what you're doing because everybody says they know what they're doing, whether they do or they don't, right? You've never called anybody in the world and said, why should I hire you? I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, right? People don't do that. They're going to say they know what they're doing. So it doesn't help make the decision what they're they're looking for those points of difference, something that gives you added value. I mean, it can actually even justify you charging more. But if I'm a customer and I normally take care of my pool myself and I have an algae problem and I'm going to start searching around for somebody to help me. And then I come across this one company in this one area where they are certified algae prevention and eradication specialists. Who do you think I'm going to call? I want the people who were trained on it. Not right. only that, Rudy, I think, you know, if you, someone has a green pool or an algae problem and they see that you have that on your site, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be a bonus for you as a pool pro trying to get those accounts. Absolutely. I mean, it's like almost like, you know, I, I picked up 30 accounts one summer um, with my truck with just a sign on there saying green pool cleanup specialist. That's all I had on the back window. I'm not kidding. I got so many accounts that summer for that. And I think people will see this on the website or on your truck and they'll call you because that's the number one problem I think they suffer with. Do-it-yourself homeowners just can't deal with algae. It's just a difficult thing. And it can be challenging if you don't yeah. know what how to tackle it. And the other thing that's often challenging is the advice that people are are given, um, or you know, not necessarily from not necessarily from you know service company, from friends, from the yeah. internet. Because I know you know there's a lot of great content on the internet, and I know you know this. But there's also a lot of stuff out there that makes you scratch your head. And the homeowners, they're trying to figure out which is which. So what they end up with are, you know, cookie cutter instructions. So I'm going to give you a solution that applies to every type of algae there is for your mustard algae problem. There is no all in one that works great for all. You follow? 
Yeah. So we need to identify what we have. We need to pick the best course of treatment for what we have. I mean, it goes back to treating the pool as an individual again. If you come in and to see me and I'm a doctor and you have, I don't know, a sore throat, I'm not going to give you a medicine that also treats for gas. I'd rather just give you the medicine for the sore throat because you don't have a gas problem, right? Yeah. Same thing in the pool. I just want to treat for the mustard algae if mustard algae is the problem you have. I want to treat for black algae if black algae is the problem you have. And the same thing when I go to prevent these after I eradicate them. I want to look and see if I can find the problem, fix the problem, get rid of the algae symptom. We'll call it the symptom. We'll get rid of the algae symptom. And then I need to prevent that if I couldn't fix the problem. And then if I want to prevent it with something that's designed specifically for preventing that type of algae, not an all-in-one, because all-in-ones don't work that well. And the book is, is available on Amazon, and I'll definitely have links, I'll have links in the description here for the listeners that want to pick up a copy. And also, yeah, I'll, I'll link it to my website, and I'll link your websites there, too, for the book. Um, okay, you, fantastic. Yeah, if you want to stick around, we'll just touch on a few of the different algae types. We don't want to give too much away again in each. Yes, the, absolutely. Thing, but we'll we'll definitely go into each algae type. So I thank you for your time on this one. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. I think the easiest way to find the book for purchase is to go to Rudy's website, cpoclass.com. Again, that's cpoclass.com. And right from the homepage, you're going to see a little image of the book to the right. Click on that, and that'll take you to Amazon, and you can definitely purchase the book there. It's $29.99 currently at this recording, or $9.99 for the Kindle version. And I highly recommend the book. There's just so many great things in there that will help you with pools with algae. And we touched on a lot of this in these podcasts, but I think reading the book and having it as a reference definitely going forward is really a great way to become that expert on swimming pool algae. Also, on his homepage, you're going to see a link to his algae prevention and eradication specialist certification course. Click on that also, and he's going to probably update it continuously on when the next online courses are. Um, But definitely, you want to check out the algae course that he offers along with the book. I think they're both really great resources for you there. And if you're interested in the other episodes in this series that I recorded with Rudy, you can see those in the description of this podcast. Or you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, on the banner, click on the podcast show icon, and from there it'll take you to the hosting site, and you can scroll and click on whichever episode you want to listen to in this series on swimming pool algae. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. And of course, if you're struggling with pools and algae, I can definitely help you with those. Again, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week. God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer backslash PoolGuy. Again, that's GetSkimmer backslash PoolGuy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.